Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. 20,591 voted yesterday at Smirconish.com. Is there a causal connection between GOP rhetoric and the attack? 88.02% said yes. And may I also mention that my book club podcast, you can now listen to episode 175. Wow, we have that many. Richard Reeves, great book of boys and men, why the modern male is struggling, why it matters and what to do about it. There's another episode that we dusted off and released recently, James Carville and Mary Madeline. Yesterday was James's birthday, by the way. That's a great episode. John Meacham on his new book about Lincoln, Alexandra Sabruder. Great story about the 26 seconds, a personal history of the Sapruder film and a whole lot more. OK, gang, I said that the poll question yesterday was asking about the attack on Paul Pelosi and whether GOP rhetoric was to blame. There are updates in that regard. Uh, there are two pieces that are posted at Smirconish.com that y- you've got to read in tandem. One of them is from CNN headline. Absolutely no evidence. It's all about how San Francisco police and the FBI are debunking those salacious conspiracy theories about the Pelosi attack that are being pushed by some on the far right from the CNN piece. The spurious theory traces back to an incorrect early news report and a handful of pieces of evidence that its proponents have spun wildly out of context. It runs contrary to the explanation police and federal law enforcement have outlined that the suspect in the attack, David DePape, broke into Pelosi's house and attacked him. Those pushing the, I'm skipping ahead now, quote unquote, gay lover theory have pointed to a handful of purported pieces of evidence based on falsehoods and twisted storylines. They say that DePape was in his underwear when police arrived at the scene. But the local TV station that originally reported that has since corrected its story and removed the assertion. Others have suggested that a third person opened the door to Pelosi's house, but police have debunked that. Many of the theorists have latched on to a recording of a 911 dispatcher saying that Pelosi referred to DePape as a, quote, friend and sounded somewhat confused. But Pelosi seemed to be speaking in coded language on the 911 call to make clear he needed help, a law enforcement source previously told CNN. And the complaint notes that Pelosi's 
that Pelosi told officers that he had never seen to pay before. Priority 910-2640, Cross of Scott and Normandy. Paper 14 Network copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Do, do we know, I, I know you searched, has there been anything written that you found as to why the call that Pelosi made has not yet been released? I have not seen anything written about it. I've seen a lot of, well, no, I've I've seen a lot written about the actual 911 call, but not that it's not released. I even started looking up whether San Francisco has some policy that w- by which they don't release the 911 right. calls because it just seems so unusual. Usually we know at this point, there's also body cam video from the police and they were there for the attack. I mean, the attack happened Oh, I'm going to get to that. Okay. I'm going I'm to okay. get to that. Again, I'm now just, I'm just now moving through this CNN report explaining what's being said by the far right and and i'll get to the official account in a moment but this is you know debunking some of those conspiracy theories but by the way it's 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 not going to defeat them they're still going to circulate which is sad uh scott the san francisco chief called the conspiracyists surrounding the attack pathetic and disturbing Despite the lack of evidence, it took less than 24 hours after the attack for the, quote, gay lover theory to take root in right wing social media circles. There have been at least 19,000 tweets mentioning the words Pelosi and gay since the day of the attack, garnering a total of more than 700,000 likes, according to a CNN analysis. And that doesn't include tweets referencing the theory without those words or tweets that have since been deleted. One of the first widely shared tweets endorsing the theory appears to have come at 11.36 a.m. on Friday, the day of the attack, gaining more than 2,700 retweets. That evening, Raheem Kassam, a former Breitbart writer and co-host of Steve Bannon's podcast, tweeted, They're still pretending it wasn't Paul Pelosi's gay lover. That earned 1,000 retweets. Further along, Elon Musk then helped elevate the conspiracy to a much wider audience. On Sunday morning, the billionaire who just completed his purchase of the social media network responded to a tweet about the Pelosi attack from Hillary Clinton and wrote, there is a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye. He linked to an article in the Santa Monica Observer, an obscure website, claiming that DePape was a male prostitute and Pelosi had been in a drunken dispute with him. The website has previously posted false news, such as a claim during the 2016 election that Clinton had died and been replaced by a body double for a debate. Musk deleted the tweet at about 2 p.m. later that day, but by then it had already racked up more than 28,000 retweets and 100,000 likes. So that is the CNN investigative story explaining that there's no evidence to these conspiracies, and yet they are getting wide circulation. Okay, I said I wanted you to read two items together. That's one. The other is I've posted at Smirconish.com, and it was contained in this morning's newsletter, the actual affidavit in support of the application for a complaint and arrest warrant. In other words, Stephanie Miner a special agent of the FBI lays out what is known about the Paul Pelosi attacker. I normally wouldn't take the time 
to go through uh, the picture presented by the FBI. But in, in light of all those conspiracies, I feel the need to do so. So in the affidavit under the section mark, facts supporting probable cause, here's the summary presented by the FBI. On October 28, 2022, at 2.23 a.m., San Francisco Dispatch received a 911 call from Paul Pelosi, located at the Pelosi residence in San Francisco, California. Pelosi stated words to the effect of, there is a male in the home, and that the male is going to wait for Pelosi's wife. Pelosi further conveyed that he does not know who the male is. The male said his name is David. 2.31 a.m., San Francisco Police Department Officer Colby Wilms responded to the Pelosi residence in California, knocked on the front door. When the door was opened, Pelosi and DePape were holding, were both holding a hammer with one hand, and DePape had his other hand holding on to Pelosi's forearm. Pelosi greeted the officers. The officers asked them what was going on. DePape responded that everything was good. Officers then asked Pelosi and DePape to drop the hammer. DePape pulled the hammer from Pelosi's hand, swung the hammer, striking Pelosi in the head. Officers immediately went inside and were able to restrain DePape. While officers were restraining DePape, Pelosi appeared to be unconscious on the ground. Officers removed a cell phone, cash, clipper cards, and an unidentified card from DePape's right shorts pocket. DePape provided officers his first and last name. After officers asked DePape if he had an ID on him, DePape said that it might be in his backpack on the back porch and later stated his backpack was near the broken glass. When officers removed DePape from Pelosi's residence, police body-worn camera footage showed a glass door that appeared to be laminated glass broken near the door handle. San Francisco Police Department recovered zip ties in Pelosi's bedroom and in the hallway near the front door of the Pelosi residence. In addition, law enforcement searched DePape's backpack at the the Pelosi residence, and they found, among other things, a roll of tape, white rope, one hammer, a pair of rubber and cloth gloves, and a journal. San Francisco police officer Colby Wilms was able to interview a witness, witness one, who saw an individual in all black carrying a large black bag on his back walking near the Pelosi residence where where witness one was parked. Witness one was working private security at an address nearby. Witness one then heard what sounded like banging on either a door or car and then heard the sirens within a minute or two. Pelosi was interviewed by San Francisco police officer Arian Starks in the ambulance during transport to San Francisco General Hospital. Pelosi stated he had never seen DePape before. Pelosi was asleep when DePape came into Pelosi's bedroom and stated that he wanted to talk to Nancy. When Pelosi told him that Nancy was not there, DePape stated that he would sit and wait. Pelosi stated that his wife would not be home for several days, and then DePape reiterated that he would wait. Pelosi was able to go into the bathroom, which is when he was able to call 911. Pelosi stated that when the officers arrived, that was when DePape struck him with the hammer. 
In a subsequent interview with law enforcement officers, Paul Pelosi stated that DePape had a hammer with him during the events described at the residence. Further, the hammer did not belong to the Pelosi family. You with me so far? You finding this of, of interest? I'm trying to give you the law it's enforcement account in yeah. the face of of all the rumor and, and, and speculation. OK, so now in the affidavit, again, accessible via my newsletter, you can go to the website at Smirconish.com and, and download and read this yourself. Here now comes the interview with the assailant, the alleged assailant in a Mirandized and recorded interview. So this means they've read him his rights. They've told him he can have a lawyer and he's still talking. OK, DePape stated that he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. If Nancy were to tell DePape the truth, he would let her go. If she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. DePape was certain that Nancy would not have told the truth. In the course of the interview, DePape articulated that he viewed Nancy as the leader of the pack of lies told by the Democratic Party. DePape was later DePape also later explained that by breaking Nancy's kneecaps, he would then have to be she would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members of Congress there were consequences to actions. DePape also explained generally that he wanted to use Nancy to lure another individual to DePape. DePape stated that he broke into the house through a glass door, which was a difficult task that required the use of the hammer. He stated that Paul Pelosi was in bed and appeared surprised. DePape told Pelosi to wake up. DePape told Pelosi that he was looking for Nancy. Pelosi responded that she was not present. Pelosi asked how they could resolve the situation and what DePape wanted to do. DePape said they wanted to tie Pelosi up so that DePape could go to sleep as he was tired from having had to carry a backpack to the Pelosi residence. Around this time, according to DePape, he started taking out twist ties from his pocket so that he could restrain Pelosi. Pelosi moved toward another part of the house, but DePape stopped him and together they went back to the bedroom. While talking with each other, Pelosi went into a bathroom where Pelosi grabbed a phone and called 911. DePape stated he felt like Pelosi's actions compelled him to respond. DePape remembered thinking that there was no way the police were going to forget about the phone call. DePape explained that he did not leave after Pelosi's call to 911 because, much like the American founding fathers with the British, he was fighting against tyranny without the option of surrender. DePape reiterated this sentiment elsewhere in the interview. DePape stated that they went downstairs at the front door. The police arrived, knocked on the door. Pelosi ran over to open it. Pelosi grabbed onto DePape's hammer, which was in DePape's hand. At this point in the interview, DePape repeated that he did not plan to surrender and that he would go, quote unquote, through Pelosi. DePape stated that he pulled the hammer away from Pelosi and swung the hammer toward Pelosi. DePape explained that Pelosi's actions resulted in Pelosi taking the punishment instead. That's pretty much it. Well, he's lucky to be alive. Pelosi? Yeah. Damn right. Given this sequence of events. So that's the full story. Wow. That is the full story. That's a lot. Now, Will, what I just shared with you and the level of detail in the criminal complaint, you've got law enforcement saying that all of that stuff is crap. Gay lover, crap. Underwear, BS. Here's what happened. Here's what we saw. The guy showed up. Uh, with these twisted thoughts in his head, broke the back door, 
and confronts Paul Pelosi in bed, none of it's going to be enough to rein in what I shared with you earlier about how this story initially was put out there with with erroneous information pulled back by a Fox affiliate in Oakland, then picked up by a discredited online publication. Musk to to, you know, to his detriment, ridiculous, shameful, retweeted it, gave it new life and like no amount of of evidence, I think, is, is going to put that horse back in the barn. In the in the era in which we live, there's a front page story in the New York Times today talking about misinformation spreading in the Senate race in Pennsylvania. Um, but this is a national example. And, and I wanted to try and share it all with you on my website. You've got the CNN sort of TikTok of how a fake story got out. And then you've got the criminal complaint that has been filed in connection with this case in San Francisco before the magistrate judge. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Hey gang, thanks so much for these telephone calls. I really appreciate it. Chris, I'm going to begin with you in Virginia. What reaction do you have to the affidavit that I just read? I just want to uh, first start off. It's pretty wild that uh, this this guy is in one piece, right? Um, I think this would have happened out on the street. And these officers would have responded with a man with a hammer. And he hit. I don't know how fast he dropped it, but I think he's very lucky, first of all, that he's still here. And you um, mean, wait this, a minute. Uh, you mean, you know, hold on. You mean Paul Pelosi, that he's still here? No, no, no. I, I think that the assailant, the, 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 the assailant, I mean, ah. he, he could have killed this guy. He's in the possession of the hammer, whether he dropped it immediately, mm. that these officers chose to tackle him instead of use in deadly force is wild to me. 
in that mm-hmm. situation. But I, I'd like know, to see the I'd like to see the body. I don't think that would have happened on the street. Gotcha. I'd like to see the body camera and see exactly yeah, it, what it looks like. Yeah. And as far as these, you know, these things take hold, right? These, these conspiracy theories and, you know, it's like wildfire, right? Enough eyes get on it and it just, it keeps going. Yeah. But one of the things I was hearing was is how, when this officer received that, you know, call from dispatch saying, you know, the gentleman there, his name is David. How did he know his name? Do you think this guy came in and said, hey, my name is David? Or in the process of the conversation, did he tell him? So that was one of the things I saw was saying, hey, wait a minute. How did he know his name was David? Like the officer got that information that, you know, did Pelosi get it? And but it takes one thing like that, you know, because well, that makes sense, you know. Like, oh, he oh, it? he knew his name. He knew his name. How did he know his name? Right, Do but you think logically, this crazy, mentally but, ill person gave his information to Paul Pelosi. Or he just yes, like yes, he may, he may answer. well, he may well have done that. He may well have done that. I mean, he. My uh, name is David. I'm here to see Nancy. I don't know. Uh, could be. It could be, you know, Pelosi tries to just engage him in conversation to, to talk him off him the ledge. And, yeah, sure. But it, again, it takes one What's thing like name? that. It's, My it's, name is David. Yeah. yeah. How did he know? And you so can always I think right? this is your I think this is your point. I hope this is your point. Yeah. There's always something you can extract from an innocuous set of facts and make it sound sinister. Absolutely. That's, that's I, I wrote everything. I wrote a whole. Thank you, Chris. I wrote a whole book on this. It's called Murdered by Mumia. And it's about how a, a pretty straightforward murder execution of a cop got spun wildly out of control. To the point where there was a guy who emerged and said, uh, Mumia Abu-Jamal did not kill Danny Faulkner. I did. And one of the defense lawyers wanted to run with that. And one of the other defense lawyers said, this, this guy's crazy. We can't put that into evidence. I mean, that's the people come out of the woodwork and confess to crimes that they did not commit when things are in the public domain. Hey, Mike, you're in Atlanta. Greetings. What are you thinking today? Hey, Michael. Uh, just a bit of background. Um, I re- more or less retired out of uh, high threat diplomatic security. Um, I'm still in a private sector messing around with this. Um, and I have friends who actually looked after uh, the Pelosi's at one point in time in their careers. There's a fairly high likelihood that there is a really good CCTV system inside that house. Generally, when you set those up, you have your common areas uh, lit up. You keep the private areas private. Um, If you look at the glass where it was broken into, you can tell there's some type of protective film. That's just but one layer of the uh, protective strategy that goes into it. I heard you read the affidavit and the way that it is specified, and I started my career as a law enforcement officer, the way that runs is like a TikTok from reviewing a video footage with sound that's equated in there. Hmm. So I would not be surprised that the way that that is specified and the manner that it is specified is because there's probably some either video or audio footage of the conversation between uh, Mr. Pelosi and uh, the assailant here. Look, how does a I'm going to answer my own question because I I don't want to make it sound like I'm buying into any of the conspiracy. I'm not. But how does the shattering of a door at the home of such a a high value target not itself set off an alarm that summons the police? And I, you know, because human factors, he probably didn't arm it. Well, there's. I'm pretty sure the uh, the Capitol Police. They're the ones who look after the Speaker of the House. 
probably had alarms tripped, but it's the response time and what's deemed the value of the threat. Uh, you're, in the protective world, your goal is to look after the principal, and that is the Speaker of the House. Mr. Pelosi, someone trying to break into the House, I can tell you that looking at the glass and the tearing, that probably took about three to five minutes of someone really, really working hard to get through that, and you can tell that he forced his way inside. No, but There's Mike, Mike, things that you look Mike but nowhere, nowhere in any of this reportage does it say that, that the burglary alarm went off. I assume he, uh, they must have one. Of course they have one. I'm sure he just didn't set it when he went to bed. That's distinctly possible, sir. I don't, yeah. don't argue that at all. Um, it, the conspiracists out there, they always exist. Um, uh, Mike, you've, I, I think you've been in governmental service long enough that sometimes the reality just completely outweighs your wildest imagination. But it turns out that that is, in fact, true as to what occurred. But just looking at some things, uh, like I said, I just want to give you a call and say what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you have some stories that you're not permitted to tell, but I, I appreciate you checking in. Thank you, Mike. Let me move to Florida and greet Jim. Hi, Jim. Your response to the affidavit and the CNN reporting that I shared. Uh, hi. Hi, Michael. I'm, I'm, I'm Jim. I'm 95 North, and as we speak, I'm looking at the SpaceX launch. Oh, so that's cool. kind of a unrelated right. interesting nice. thing. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, this, along with all the overwhelming evidence that this is uh, ridiculous, but, you know, we've seen it all before. Uh, for me, and I'm that kind of guy that looks at things kind of like uh, on the surface, all you have to do is look at the guy. I mean, they're in San Francisco, the gay mecca of the world, and this is the best thing that Pelosi could get if that's what he was doing. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, that's my my take on it. In, in other words, let, let me else. just hold on. In other words, there, there, are, there are many more handsome and stable gay guys than this one. That's the theory. I, I, as a gay as a gay man, I think I'm qualified. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. He could do would, a lot better than that. It, I wouldn't hang it on just. I wouldn't hang it on just that, but that along with everything else. Uh, thank you, Jim. Appreciate it very much. TC, there you go. There's the explanation Jim, from Jim. Jim Jim's knows. a gay guy. And he's, he can he do knows. better than that. He's like, no, no. He, it can't Come be on, true. People. It can't be true because he would do much better than that. I'm done. Although, wasn't was it was Hugh Grant the um, oh, with um, Destiny or whatever her name was? Right. Yes. Do I have the right guy from Love Actually? You do. From you Love do. Actually? Yes. I love that movie. It was on the other day. It, I, it, I just love it's that a great, movie. It's a great and the, movie. The final five minutes. Uh, Divine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Divine. Her name was Divine. It wasn't Destiny. Divine Brown. Yeah, I should have used that theory on Jim, though. But if, if it's all a function of what could he get, then how do you explain Hugh Grant? And at the time, he was with Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, my God. I forgot that. Really? Small detail. Oh, Jim. Jim, what do you say to that? He's with Elizabeth Hurley. Giselle. Hey, I heard speculation. I heard Stop. speculation don't, don't on Howard. Loud. Don't say it. Oh, here we no, go. No, they were having the same conversation a week after I initiated the conversation what here. What did they float? Just in terms of, of who, well, in, in Howard's own style, he was explaining how Tom Brady will have a, a great selection opportunity. That's not exactly how he said it. I bet that's not exactly <laughs> how he said it, Michael. Yes. But he Good did not know. go so far as to my theory ah. 
enter Bradley Cooper. Right, the Bradley Cooper theory. The of Bradley Cooper, Cooper theory right. of Giselle. Right. No one else has has accepted that yet. Right. I hope I get attribution when they do. Okay. Good. Because I'm standing by it. Good. You think? I, I, no, I don't. I'm thinking that you. That's what you think. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Quinton in Kentucky. Hi, thanks. Hi, Michael. Hey. I'll try to keep this brief. It's good to be on your show. Thank you. I enjoy it. Uh, Thank you. I I remember back to the Hunter laptop. I know you hate hearing that again and again, but you derided the first reports that he would be dumb enough to leave his computer at a repair shop and not claim it. I remember that distinctly. And these people were talking about... Yeah, that's entirely possible. I mean, I think that's a reasonable conclusion. My God, who would leave a laptop in the hands of a stranger? Exactly. And you are jumping out in front of this one so forcibly, and it's the same people that claim they don't know where that laptop is, FBI... They in other can't words, you're to locate it. You're you're well, not buying. You you're give not, us a whole account based on an F, FBI affidavit or whatever. And there's so many holes in this story. I'm I'm wondering if you're jumping a little too strongly and wanting to defend these corrupt, wealthier than wealthy that have too much control over certain parts of our government. When there are, how did this per, this person get into the house? The police have changed the report on how many people were at the house. He did know the name. 
I've seen so much. I've seen, you know, Quinton. So Quinton. Let me let me let me say a couple of things. One, I'm not here to convince you of of anything in my own defense, because because you're challenging me now. I've tried to give you everything. Yesterday, I went through the origin. First of all, I could choose to if, if I'm if I'm looking to sell you a bill of goods, I could choose to just give you one side of it. Yesterday, I began with the KTVU report out of Oakland, the Fox affiliate, which is the origin of the underwear. Then I pointed out that the story had been corrected and they said that that was incorrect information. I've I've tried to give you everything. And and do I come to a where I think it is? Yeah, I do. I'm entitled to my own opinion, but I've not held anything back from you. That's true. Okay, and with regard and with regard to the Hunter story, how about giving me some credit for discussing the Hunter story? Because a lot of people didn't. Oh, I do, and I enjoy your show. I mean, that's why I like your show because it strives to be in the middle, but it does. Just my personal opinion have some slant to it. But okay, all right. Well, that's that could be. That could be. Can I make another point? I mean, Uh, go ahead. You finish up. Well, let's go. Let's go to his DUI. That was they damage control with these people can go to great lengths, and they do. They do. So it would make me a little bit skeptical when everything we get is fed by people that they control. How about this? If something if something comes out on this story that that causes me or or, or I think any reasonable person to say, hey, there was something to it. I'm going to talk about it. I promise you that. And you'll call and call and hold me accountable if I don't. I got to run. Seeing Quentin in Kentucky just reminds me of an inclusion that Mark had in the wide world of news today. He'll be here tomorrow. This will take a second, but it's important. The smartest and most spot on analysis of the Senate races in the midterms was issued all the way back in the summer by one of America's most insightful political pundits. Quote, I think there's probably a greater likelihood the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are just different. Their statewide candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. Right now, we have a 50-50 Senate and a 50-50 country. But I think when all is said and done this fall, we'll likely have an extremely close Senate. Either our side is slightly up or their side is slightly up. The mid-August declaration of a northern Kentucky, at a northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce luncheon by one Addison Mitchell McConnell, which Mark says is as true in the closing days of the campaign as when he uttered it. Uh, Marianne on Long Island. Hi, Marianne. Oh, oh, good morning. Thanks so much for um, taking my call. I just sure. would love to change the narrative Please. on Paul Pelosi and talk about what a badass he is. An 82-year-old grandfather who has the common cool to get the call in and attempts to, you know, to defend himself with a hammer. I just like to talk about, you know, what I just said, what a badass man he is to have survived this and pray to god that he does imagine Um, you're in bed yeah you're you're 82 you're you're in home alone you're 80 yeah or you're 50 or you're 50 says tc right and i'm 58 and i would have had a heart attack and and wet my pants at least right um and then has the has the presence of mind to to you know create some kind of a ruse going into the bathroom dialing 911 hey i'll i'll tell you who exhibited an equal amount of cool if if everything that is in that affidavit is as we believe her majesty remember when uh queen elizabeth when the intruder climbed into her bedroom 
right? Did you ever see that recreated right. in the uh, in the Crown? Really incredible. No. no. Yeah. Uh, so. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Let me go to L.A. quickly and say hello to John. John, your quick thought is what? Uh, hi, Michael. Thanks for taking the call. I just remember sure. when you were in San Francisco, what was it? I think last year, and you were driving, you were in the car, and a guy rode back, past you on a bicycle True. with a hammer sticking out the back. True. Of and and you had commented on it. And I thought to myself, how strange is that, that somebody in the midst of this environment, that a person can ride around with a hammer and that not be strange or or at least uh, result in some questioning from some authority. And I think that that is the normalization of that is one step down the hill. And it, and it's not unnormal for somebody to break into a place in San Francisco. And it just makes me feel for all those people who are below Pacific Heights who have this happen. And, and then it goes back to the DAs. Well, how soon will these people, how soon would this guy be released if he hadn't hit Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer? If he would have hit you or me in the head with a hammer after it's, breaking into my house. It's true. It's yeah. true. And I retold that story recently where a, a, my driver was, was borderline racist. This is the reality. And t- telling me what's gone wrong in San Francisco. And he sees a guy on a bike with a bike pack, and he says, "Like, there's one of them." He didn't ever utterly. He didn't. He didn't ever utter race, but I thought that's what he was thinking. And I'm thinking, oh boy, you know, he's painting with a pretty broad brush here. And then we pull up alongside the guy in the bike, and lo and behold, there's a hammer sticking out of the backpack. Yeah. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.